This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming. But New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morrow and welcome to Go, my favorite sports team. I am your host, Mark Blyer, here not to know sports, but to learn about sports, because the other host is Tyler. Yes, that's that that would be me. I'm the one who knows the sports. Some would call me a master of balls and holes. Not uh, many. Not many. Some I don't think it's caught on. Uh maybe a little bit. Mm, eh, not really. Oh well. No. I don't uh, think out in the public anyone's calling you that. Anyway, uh, how are you, Mark? You've been uh, you've been doing the sport of editing a lot. You know, I'm not even going to talk about it because uh, everyone's so sick of me talking about it. It's all I talk about, about. Oh, yada yada yada. It's either MacBooks or it's it's editing. Oh, I got nothing in between. Oh, my life just so boring. I I recently watched uh, something where you uh, had a ratatouille moment with food. A ratatouille moment. Like some new food that you've had two of separately and then you had combined and it was just like eye-opening. I have no idea what that's referring to. Kimchi ramen. Oh! <laughs> oh, right. Man, you got to try that. We got to go. Yeah? Like that's, it's dope. You like ramen? I like ramen. Do you like Korean food? I do like Korean food. Well, then let's go get this. Yeah. That's okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. Any yeah. excuse to go, I'll go. Oh, man. I feel like it's been so long since we've seen each other in person. It's all been through this digital medium to uh, just do the podcast, and that's it. I know, right? It's been kind of crazy. It's so busy. Well, we'll fix that. Why don't you come over this weekend? Uh, Yeah, I can make that happen. I'll show you I'll show you some of the movie. It's coming together pretty nicely. That sounds cool. I'm down for that. I'll down for that. You don't get to see it, though, elegant listeners and viewers. Only me. Ha ha. anyway anyway some stuff happened in the world of sports the nfl season kicked off Uh uh-huh joe burrow the man of cincinnati uh Mm. got signed as the highest paid player in nfl history just before the first game of the season damn record-breaking salary it's a five-year deal i think it's like a hundred hundred something million guaranteed let me look it up again good god Paid for by the taxpayers of Cincinnati. Has a full guarantee at signing of $146.51 million. Oh! Yeah. Oh! Didn't they lose? Yes, uh, that was the other part of that. As the highest paid player in um, NFL history ever, he Mm -hmm. actually got benched at the end of the game. 
He had the worst game ah. of his career, and he got sat <laughs> down. Um, he got that contract signed, and he was like, I don't need to do anything else. I can rest on my laurels. That is not what happened. Um, no, what's up? I mean, I think he, he was out of practice because he had been injured. He strained his calf and didn't play in any of the preseason games, so he came in, looked disjointed with the offense, completed very few passes. He had eight targets of his one of his favorite receivers, T. Higgins, none of which resulted in a reception. Hmm. And he just looked out of sorts, and they were behind 3-24 to 24 in the fourth quarter, basically not really winnable, so they just benched him, I think, just to pre- prevent injury, but also because he wasn't really doing too well. Yeah, that doesn't sound too good, but what do we know? We're a bunch of fools. Like, uh, he, he, if I had a $150 million slap into my lap, I my knees would buckle from the strain as well. The sheer amount of weight of that money would make anyone crumble. So who are we to judge? Yeah, his pockets were weighed down. You know, there, there were a million different things that were going through his head. There were 146 million different things <laughs> going through his head. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> also, uh, interesting oh. thing has come up. Aside from that, no jacuzzi. No, jacuzzi is a wait. They have to wait a sec. There's one more current event thing I want to talk about. Whoa, 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 okay. All right. So apparently, a record-breaking eleven thousand runners were disqualified at a marathon. Whoa. And more to be anticipated. So uh, at this year's Mexico City Marathon, 11,000 runners and more pending have been disqualified for have cutting the course, taken vehicles and other forms of transportation, basically going off course and cheating to complete the race. 11,000? 11,000. Hot All cheating. right, so is it just this race, or is cheating so prevalent that only now people have noticed? That's a good question, but there were only like 30,000 people that entered the race, so a third of them. A third of them. Over a third of them have already been disqualified. Was this a situation where like there was two arrows pointing left, and or there was like a guy that was like in a in a high visibility vest going go this way and then some other jackass came up in another high vis and was like go this way you know i don't know uh yeah. it's a is significant number that makes me think that in some case it was just a simple mistake in other cases i think maybe you know people were just sheep and followed the person in front of them as they went to cheat I maybe I, I guess if you're that tired, if it's like mile 20 and you're just like slogging it, you're just kind of going to follow tunnel vision, the people in front of you. So I guess that seems like a too high number for it to all be actual cheating. Based on the, the article that it said, like numerous of them literally hopped on cars and public transit buses, trains, stuff like that, too. It's wild. Weird. That is bizarre. <laughs> yeah. So that's I just wanted to throw that out there because it was a fascinating thing that uh that hit the news and I was like, uh-huh. wow. Additionally, Aaron Rodgers, who was really one of the great quarterbacks in the NFL still, played four snaps before his season ended at his new team New York. Four snaps. He tore his Achilles. Oh. He was on the field ah. for four plays. He never threw a single pass and his Achilles got torn. The Jets <laughs> hope has Fallen. Fallen. Well, you never know. You never know. They could offer uh, Joe Burrow 
more money <laughs> to leave. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think since he's under contract, it'd have to be a trade with the Bengals organization. Mm, gotcha, gotcha, man. That's 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 stunning. And I, you, it, I mean, definitely, he was very good. So probably every team in the NFL was like, the Bengals can't have that. No way. So they probably had to offer a lot of money. But yeah, no, very interesting. There, I filled my quota of American football for all the people yelling, why aren't you talking about American football? And then for all the people that yell at me for talking about it. Ha ha. There you go. Ha ha, I guess. Whoever you, you know where the ha ha's go and where the, the pat on the back go. But now is not the time for that because it's time for your cues. Tyler, you've been bad. Uh, what? I have. Drumhead 880 said you've been real bad. Oh no. Tyler says the Frisbee Pie Company was making pies in the 1920s, and that's what caused the birth of the modern Frisbee. This is clearly a lie, because in Back to the Future Part 3, which takes place in 1885, Marty McFly clearly picks up a Frisbee pie tin and even throws it, most likely accidentally causing the birth of the Frisbee. Who are we to believe? Tyler, who we know to be an unreliable source, the hockey primer just the most famous example, or an actual traveler of time. Uh, I believe uh, you'd have to understand the theory of alternate timelines and creating of new dimensions of of across the world. Uh, and that's what Marty McFly did. And we are in a different time where we have the documentation of his transportation that actually didn't affect our timeline because he also went back in time again. And so he altered his past to alter his future. And all of that got washed away at the end of the full trilogy of the Back to the Future movies. If you paid attention to the point to where, uh, you know, it's uh, resolved and uh, yeah. my statements are accurate and Marty McFly uh, is still alive to this day, uh, never having time traveled. And I will add to that because I will say that Back to the Future contradicts itself even it's in its own time travel mechanics because they were talking about we branched off to different timelines like to what Tyler said and then here's Marty McFly. Oh no, my mom is falling in love with me. I'm disappearing. Oh, oh yeah. Like, yeah, right. Okay, pick one. Anyway, Jacu's over. Tyler survives, but he won't make it through this one. Oh, well, you won't because it's not about you. <laughs> <laughs> read on, red, read on. I'm intrigued. The red, this is nothing. The Red Panda Pal says, Mark, face it. You sit there and call everyone a nerd, but the truth is you are, in fact, a huge fat nerd. I see you geeking out on tech and Yu-Gi-Oh. Accept it. Embrace the nerddom. When have I ever mentioned Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> <laughs> I was in like, it was like two episodes ago. Or something like that. I don't, the only thing I know about Yu-Gi-Oh! is that there's a Blue-Eyes uh, White Dragon, mm -hmm. and then there's Exodia, mm -hmm. and it's a card game. Do you know who Kaiba is? Is, it, is that the friend or the enemy? Both. <laughs> he starts as the enemy and becomes the friend later ah, on. I see. Ah, the infamous anime twist. You know that enemies no to one lovers. ever sees coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's it. I don't. I don't. Oh, think enemies to friends. Yeah, I think that's more like it. Yeah, that's 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 yeah. It could have mm -hmm. been enemies to lovers. I don't know. It probably wasn't. Anyway. <laughs> R Rosito Bandito, I think that's the racist bandit, said, where is the justice for TCGs being considered a sport? <laughs> Why? Why did that get you so badly? 
almost turned bright red because I did not expect that statement. Ah, well, that's why you tune into GMFST to get the most unexpected turns of news. Uh, well, um, trading card games are not sports, sorry. but I didn't even read it. <laughs> that's the answer. All right. The absolute insult to Yu-Gi-Oh. When did we talk about Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> I know. On the oh-so-beloved-and-famed Mark I. Plyer, if that is his real name, would piss so many of us Yu-Gi-Oh fans off. If only we knew how to read our own cards. However, this has gotten me to think, as I have before in the past and have done much in attempt to convince others, I believe, with my own personal experience at trading card games, should indeed be considered a sort of sport. I believe it has the perfect qualities to be considered as such. Prizes, competitiveness, sportsmanship, strategies, a constantly shifting scene of players and scenarios, Areas as the game proceeds to get older and older. However, many refuse to consider such children's card games to be anywhere near a sport as it has no physical activity, nor balls, nor holes. I, however, consider this an injustice and am in search of those who will rally alongside me and join my fight for this to be considered so. Or not. I'm just being dumb, to be honest. They can't even decide what argument they want to make. Yeah. This isn't a jacuse, you racist. How dare you? Don't steal from people and don't hate. Yes, please don't hate. But also, uh, trading card games are not sport. Probably not. Yeah. There, I mean, there's a level of understanding and str strategy in building a deck, but even then, there's so much RNG or randomness to it. It's like, it's the same reason why I don't like saying poker is a sport. Like poker, you can bluff, but in trading card games, it's like you have to draw the right cards and play them the right way. That's fair. That is very fair. And also, unless it's Yu-Gi-Oh! where you're actually attacking each other's life points, which is the other thing that I know about Yu-Gi-Oh!, I don't think you can consider it physical because then people can die. And that's what makes it a sport. You can get paper cuts. What? Paper cuts, man. They're painful. Oh, I thought you said Baber cuts. No, paper. Like Beyblades. Oh, Beyblades could be a sport. That could be a sport. If you actually rode on the Beyblade. It, well, actually, it is physical because you have to rip it really hard, and you got to have the, the strength to pull the cord. Yeah. And you got to have the skill to launch it. So if if it's kind of like, you know, an accuracy sport, too. Power and accuracy. I could see it. Maybe. Possibly. Possibly. All right. That's it. Ghosts banished. Yeah, get out of here, ghosts. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. Your camera just froze in the most compromising ha hand position possible. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> it froze for me like ghost banished, and then you just full-on arm straight up. <laughs> Pause there. Man, this episode is going to get us canceled. Oh, boy. guaranteed. All right. Great, great. Well, mm. you know... You know what else gets people canceled? Throwing rocks at glass houses. Wow. Yes. Maybe? Maybe? I don't know. Either way, it's irrelevant to what we're talking about today, but we are talking about a rock-based sport. Wow. What a segue. A sport I introduced you to many, many years ago. Wow. That's true. It was a cold, somewhat rainy day in Ohio. Was it? It was. It was like drizzly out. I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. Gotcha. It was the day after we had skyline chili. That could be any day. It's true. But this day, we went to the famous gym in blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I remember it so well. And we climbed on the, the faithful walls of oh. the climbing gym. 
of <laughs> Jim. Mark, what uh, do you remember about rock climbing? You've done it now for a few years. It's been a while since you've gone. Um, but what do you remember about rock climbing that would make it a sport other than just recreationally? In that day? That day. Let me paint you a mind picture. Yeah, all right, all right. My, I walk in. I've never been in a gym before, in a rock climbing gym before. I walk in. I know that there's walls and there's rocks, but I didn't understand uh, the procedure of things, you know. But I, I, I'd heard about it, and so I go in there, and I'm, I'm you know, climbing up uh, walls, and I'm like, ooh, this is fun, yippee, yahoo, uh, whippy. Meanwhile, Tyler is training for Ninja Warrior, and he's like, all right, you go on this bitch baby wall. Squash, squash, he flexes his muscles a whole bunch. I'm going on a V6, you know, and then he, he basically there's a wall with like a 45-degree incline towards you and he's like i can do it i can do it and i remember you fell and you you you, your hands were like degloved at least to my eyes your hands just like were completely (laughs) torn up (laughs) just like are you having fun he's like and then he didn't make it into ninja warrior that's what i remember we you remember the real story why i didn't make it uh because they hated you Sure, sure. Uh, because right, okay. they said I was in, and then they came back and were like, no, 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 we shouldn't have said that. There's another round. And then they said no. Ah, uh, I see, I see, I see. Well, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming. But New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. You know all those subscription websites that just hide those charges from you? They're hidden and repetitive and you forget about them. Oh, I know exactly which websites you're talking about. The ones that you like to go to. You do? I've literally spent so long digging through my finances. Rocket Money can help cancel your subscriptions. You're saying Rocket Money is a personal finance app that helps and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so you can grow grow your savings? Absolutely, yes. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses? Uh-huh, yeah. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lower bills for me? Up to 20%? Maybe. But for our listeners, definitely yes. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash sportsteam. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash S-P-O-R-T-S-T-E-A-M. That's rocketmoney.com slash sports team this episode is brought to you by hotels.com i was traveling internationally last year i was in mallorca i didn't know the island well i said let me head to the north head towards the water let me go on hotels.com and see what they have available something preferably on the beach maybe even a gym not only did i get those things there was a kid's session with exercise gymnastics in the water pony rides a train it had everything and i didn't even want any of those things but at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. 
Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. Side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. But anyway, rock climbing. Yes. We had one of the greatest rock climbers on this podcast months ago. Yes, we did. And Alex Honnold. Yes. He talked about a few different variants of climbing. Do you remember what different variants there are? There's indoor uh, bouldering. There's outdoor bouldering. There's top rope. There's lead climbing and free solo. Okay. There's also speed climbing. There's also skibbity doodah climbing. There's also no handsies climbing. There's also cock climbing, where you just go up by <laughs> swinging your dick like a lasso and grabbing a rock. The funniest thing is I didn't think of that initially There's when you said cock. where you gotta <laughs> squeeze rocks between your cheeks. You just leap and clench. <laughs> you clench those holds. There's chomp cracking. Cragging. There's chomp crag. Crag jump. <laughs> we gotta bite the rocks. Cocaine snorting. Wait, that's a different sport. Um. <laughs> <laughs> There's boof bouldering where you, you huff spray paint and you climb. Yeah, that's I mean, all a of few them. of those that's were all. accurate. Some of them were not. Anyway, we won't close. tell you which is which, guys. We won't tell you. At least not right now. We'll tell you later. <laughs> you gotta get to the end of the episode to earn it. That's it. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, the rock climbing world championships took place in Bern, Switzerland, back in August, where women there's bottom rope. If you're not a top rope, you're a bottom rope. There's whip rope. <laughs> <laughs> For those that like BDSM. <laughs> mm -hmm. Which is all climbers, really. We know. <laughs> well, men and women gathered to compete in bouldering, lead climbing, and speed climbing at the Rock Climbing World Championships in Bern, Switzerland at the end of August. Love it. The U.S. didn't win any of the, the championships this year, so it's time for all of you that are listening to this episode to really focus up. We need to train the future champions. Of America and beyond. Great. And I know some of you that aren't in the U.S., so make sure and train. You could win if you learn. You could win. The rock climbing from this episode. You could win. Do it. We believe in you. Do it with a lot of training. Don't just go immediately and start boof bouldering. That is an expert level sport. Yeah. Um, you won't be able to handle it. Yeah. You know, you can find like gyms and instructors everywhere that can that can teach you some stuff. It's like Pokemon. You got to wander the grass fields until you just like, diddly 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 diddly, and then a boulder comes up mountain, like emerges through the trees. <laughs> and then an old man it. comes and pushes you over and shows you how to do it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You got to get your starter boulder. You know, did you pick fire boulder? <laughs> or are you a water boulder? I picked, li I had lightning edition. Yeah. <laughs> I had yellow. Yeah, I had yellow. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Back to your regular scheduled programming. <laughs> uh, this is it. <laughs> Rock climbing has long been regarded as one of the ultimate examples of human perseverance, endurance, and sometimes stupidity. Wait a minute. Yeah. Climbing, now, I guess those do go hand in hand. Yes. Yeah. So climbing can be dangerous and reckless if you're not careful, you don't learn the equipment, and you don't do it properly. 
which is why you need to have that old man push you aside to show you how to rock the rock. Uh Uh-huh, exactly, right. But there's nothing quite like the feeling of accomplishment when you finally reach the top of a very difficult climb. Right, good. It's competing against yourself, your willpower, overcoming adversity. It's competitive that's ingrained within yourself and sometimes can be pushed to being against another person. But more than anything, it is you overcoming your own struggles before, overcoming your past self and learning. Are you reading something? No. Are you sure? I'm looking up. Sounds like you're reading something. No. Sounds like you're reading something you wrote. It's really good. It's really good. Don't get me wrong. I thought it was great. <laughs> anyway. Were you not reading something? No. It really sounded like you were reading. You were no. Like reading. It sounded like, uh, and not not criticizing anyway, but it sounded like, you know, uh, your high school essay that you're reading in front of no. the class. Bouldering. No, it was really good, man. I'm not. No, it was. That was from the heart. I, <laughs> I didn't read anything. No, that's what I'm saying. It's from the heart. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. what better way to than to live an accomplishment than to haul yourself up hundreds of feet of rock yep. with only your hands and feet? Only hands and feet. Got it. Whether you're the first person to do it or the fastest person to do it or it's just your first time doing it. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's amazing. Act one. Unless it's not. Oh. Well, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, unless it's not. Unless it's not. No, I tell you, uh, Act one. The ancient Romans. <laughs> long ago. <laughs> go. Continue. Continue. In the Swiss Alps, when the Romans were, were unaware of the terrain that they were going into to spread their empire, down descended the Swedes, climbing on rocks that had never been done before. <laughs> they snuck down from the mountains. And then they killed everybody. The Swedes, the original Spider-Man on the rock face. And the end. Act! (laughs) (laughs) Well, the exact origins of rock climbing aren't actually known, likely because humans have been climbing forever. Whether it's climbing trees to get fruit or an animal in the tree or something that was desired or just to look out to see what's beyond <laughs> just to just to see yep yeah because they're exploring there's more trees <laughs> well, i gotta Damn. find the other trees known? <laughs> but there's a ton of archaeological sites and evidence of several ancient cultures who were avid climbers in the southwestern united states there's many areas where indigenous tribes had lived on the cliffs likely for safety I don't know if you've seen a lot of like the cliff dwellings and different stuff that's not only in the U.S. but all over the world. I've seen a few. Yeah, yeah. Cliffs are cliffs and caves, good places to hide. Yep. Archaeologists in Nepal discovered a series of caves used for burial that could only be accessed by climbing steep cliffs. Mm. So people have been climbing and exploring mountains for all of recorded history and long before that. Damn. But modern rock climbing as a sport was made popular by Victorians. Oh. Much like many other sports, Victorians. In France. Why we never mentioned the Victorians before? We have. No. Yeah, tennis. There's no no evidence. Golf. There's no evidence. There's so much evidence. No, 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 no. The Scottish aren't Victorians. Are they? They had Victorian culture, yeah. Weird. Anyway, in France, which has plenty of mountains, like the Alps, Mm. people started climbing for fun. Same with in Italy and England at the end of the 1800s. What started as grueling but necessary activity 
grew and grew in popularity as a fun but dangerous hobby. In London in 1857, the popularity of climbing led to the founding of the Alpine Club, which quickly spread internationally, and in a few decades, the invention of better equipment changed and expanded recreational climbing. And in 1910, German and Italian climbers created pittens and carabiners. Carabiners! What's a pittens? Pittens are uh, what they put like into the rock face. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, okay. This fancy new technology paired with a series of new rope handling techniques allowed climbers to places that previously were considered unreachable and unclimbable. Mm. It wasn't long after people started climbing recreationally that it became a competition. In the late 1940s, the first climbing competition started in where? Where do you think? France! No, Russia! Oh, interesting. <laughs> then in 1985, an Italian sports journalist brought together a group of the best climbers in the world for an event called Sport Russia or Rakia. <laughs> I don't ah. no pronunciation. Uh-huh, it's R O C C I A, Italian. Russia? Russia? I don't know. Russia. Sport the Russia, which is considered to be the first international climbing competition. A few years later, in 1991, the World Championship was held in Frankfurt, Germany. Wow. And the IFSC Climbing World Championships which is the International Federation of Sport Climbing, has been held about every other year since. So, Mark, Hmm? it's time to climb. You are... No, no, no. You are climbing... No, no. (laughs) You are climbing... Uh Uh-huh. Safely. Uh Uh-huh. You are doing... Climbing with a rope. Uh Uh-huh. What are some common things that you need to rock climb? Gotta ask. How old am I? You are you now. See, now this is bullshit. See, (laughs) this is the one time when a baby would have an advantage, you cock. What is wrong with you? You know that children and infants have much higher grip strength and body ratio than anything. Why wouldn't you let baby Mark climb here? Why do you got to let out of shape me climb now? I'm going to die. <laughs> Just like baby Mark has died every time. I'm going to die. Go on. All right. What do I have? What was that the question? What What are common pieces of equipment that you would need? A rock. Okay. Yes. Feet. That's part of your body that comes with you. Fingernails. <laughs> no, not fingernails. They actually get in your way. Extensions. Finger extensions? Yeah. No. <laughs> All right. Underwear. <laughs> Probably a good plan. Probably a good plan. All right. I got that. Um, wind. <laughs> Whoa, this isn't paragliding. This is rock climbing. I got wind. You know, it's uh, just in case I fall whoosh, back up. That doesn't work. Love. I have love in my heart. <laughs> Do you want to be a baby? If I make you a baby, no, will you give me? I don't want to be a baby. I don't want to give you the satisfaction. <laughs> What do I have? I have shoes. Specifically climbing shoes. I have whatever I have. I have whatever I afford. Climbing shoes. Rock climbing shoes. All right, fine. I have rock climbing shoes. Um, I have uh, chalk. Good, good. That's on the list. I have, I have a cage of rabid wolves that are going to be at the bottom, so I never want to go back. All right, so motivation. Got it. Yeah, exactly. Motivation. And then... 
I have a fleet of drones to film me as I go up. Okay, so you're documenting. Good, good. <laughs> just 13 drones going... <laughs> really, really distracting, yeah. Well, you're going to need your climbing rope. <laughs> the oh, very first right, thing. right, right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know it was bitch baby climbing. I thought we were free soloing here. Chalk. Yeah, I, th- I said chalk. Which you mentioned. Why chalk, though? Why is chalk important? It's for, like, to help protect your hands and grip. It's, like, twofold. Primarily for climbing, chalk keeps your hands dry. Mm, no it sweat. absorbs the sweat, yeah, so that you're not slipping. Mm-hmm. Um, it does help you so you don't blister and stuff like that. Sometimes you'll chalk your shoes as well just if you're trying to keep your shoes from getting wet because you will sweat on them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You'll need your carabiners. Carabiners. Because that's how you secure yourself to the rope and the rope to the harness, which you also need, the climbing harness. Harness. If you're doing lead climbing, you need something called quick draws. Quick draw. A quick draw is a two carabiners with a fabric holding two of them together, them together. So uh, it's like uh, climbing webbing. And uh, you, you'll hook that into the different parts when you're lead climbing to then put the rope through. I see. I it's see. very important to make sure when you put the rope through that the part that's coming towards you is the part that's attached to you. Because if you go the other way and you fall when you're above that, it has the potential to unhook itself and then you would die. Good. So being able to properly use a quick draw is important. Good. Climbing shoes actually are made to fit like shorter on your feet. So you have your toes are slightly curled, but they're very flexible so that and grippy. They have rubber around towards the top so you can stick your feet in awkward positions and around stuff to be able to grip on. Mm. The climbing harness obviously goes around your waist and around your legs. Having it tight and secure is extremely important. It's so when you fall, you literally get caught um, by the rope. That's good. I like that. Then usually when you're having top rope climbing, you have a belayer, a person that is actually controlling your rope. So uh. if you fall, they get pulled off the ground and you only go down slightly. Yeah. It's important for the person or thing to be around your same weight because, mm. you know... It, most likely it's going to be human, but it could be an alien. Okay. Um, usually it's human. Okay, good. Um, your belayer will ha- basically keep the slack out of the rope so that you you don't have this whole bunch of rope that when you fall, you just suddenly go and whip into the wall. We love whipping. Yeah. They'll also, when you're lead climbing, give you slack so you can hook into the quick draws because that's important. Who needs? Um, now, if you're speed climbing, which is racing up a wall, there's auto belay systems that are used for this. Mm-hmm. And the reason for this in speed climbing is usually a person can't keep up with the speed climber. Oh. So these are used in competitions. And the competition for all of these things is all done indoor, Mark. It's all in climbing gyms. Yes. Yeah. So climbing locations. Lead climbing. You need climbing walls with a minimum height of 12 meters or 39 feet. Mm-hmm. Minimum length. 15 meters, 49 feet, and a minimum width of 3 meters, 10 feet. That's for competition grade. Great. Speed climbing is a 15 meter, 49 foot climbing wall specifically designed for speed climbing with very specific hold placements. Mm -hmm. It's so specialized that there's 15 pages of instructions and diagrams that are made by the IFSC to create this wall. Great. Have you ever watched speed climbing? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's fascinating to watch. It's so fast. It's so quick. Yeah, they're like just jumping. Grab, jump, grab, jump. Mm -hmm. It's 
absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's pretty nuts, the the things that people are able to do. It's almost like they they are going up a wall faster than you could run the distance, you know, sometimes. They are just, like, hauling up the wall. Yeah, yeah. And then bouldering competitions has a specific climbing wall with four boulders that have between four and 12 handholds. Mm-hmm. And each boulder needs clearly marked with starting holds and then which one is the top, which is the ending part. Hmm. How do you speed climb? How do I speed climb? Yes. I don't. See, I slow climb. That's what I do. I do really slow. I haven't gone climbing in a while. I probably should. Um, But I go real slow and I don't do much and I try to make my muscles last. Well, speed climbing competitions are fascinating because it's literally you're next to your opponent. Yeah. Yeah. And you're racing up the wall with absolute speed. <clears throat> you have your auto belay system that doesn't assist you. The buzzer starts you. It'll beep one, twice, and then you go. And you just fly up the wall as fast as you can. If you watch speed climbing, basically they are jumping the whole time like I described. And if you miss a hold, that's just the risk you have to take. Because in average, it's only about 6.5 seconds that these competitors reach the top. Damn. 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 Yeah. Damn. Lead climbing is where you hook in yourself. Mm-hmm. This is this is the the fascinating climbing that I've never actually done. Yeah. Some people call it sport climbing, but it's still lead climbing. It's by yourself, right? No, you have a belayer at the bottom, but you have to, as you're climbing, you go above where your hold for the rope is. So if you fall and you haven't hooked in yet to the next lead spot where you would hook in your quick draw you will swing down lower. Mm. And this you need experienced belayers for this because it's not always about keeping the rope tight. Yeah. When somebody's falling, it's important to understand how to and when to slack the rope so that it absorbs their swing so that they don't just ram into the wall. Right, right. Huh. But the fascinating thing about lead climbing is because you have to take your hand off the wall. You have to pull out your quick draw, which is attached to you, uh-huh. hook it in, and then hook the rope in from there. Oftentimes, you'll see lead climbers put the rope in their mouth to hold the slack so that they can hook back in for safety. Fascinating. Yeah. I've also seen people do it with a sandbag. Really? Instead of a belayer. You know, they got like a, it, a tied to a big sandbag for like 100 pounds. And so that way when they fall, it just goes slower. That's fascinating. I have never seen that. I saw it at uh, Stronghold. Uh, there were some people that were just like big sandbags that people would bring in. Yeah. So Wow. It probably for walls that were more vertical, you know, so it didn't have a lot of like, you know, coming back around yeah. or something. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I mean, I guess that makes sense because it keeps them secure in one way and they don't have to not necessarily like schedule to have somebody they trust with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I could not do that. Yeah. How do they secure to the sandbag? Because they have to get slack to do the... That's just what I've seen, man. That's what I saw. No, wait. Am I dumb? I'm dumb. That's for belayers that weigh a lot less than their person they're belaying, isn't it? Yeah, they hook in for security. So that they they don't get pulled back up with them. That's what it was. No, I I think some people still did the sandbag by themselves. I'm pretty sure I saw that too. That That just spells death. Ah, maiming. Very different. That spells death. Mm -hmm. And then bouldering is the one where you climb without a belayer, without a rope. Yeah. But it's short heights where you can basically jump off the wall and land and like tuck and roll. Right, right. All right. Act three. Taking this shit over. Yeah. Look at me. Look at me, everybody. Yeah. You know someone in your life. 
whose life is nothing but climbing. There's somewhere around you that climbs every day religiously. It is their religion. And they are dying. They're dying to recruit another one into their cult of climb. This is what happened to me with Tyler here, right? All of you who have been listening to this in terms of like, oh man, this is cool to know about the sport. How do I get into it? There's nothing more accessible than bouldering or just rock climbing in general. But be warned, those that climb, that's all they do. That's all they do. It's a drug and they keep chasing it. And then they're like, yeah, just come to the gym. We'll go to the gym. Oh, it's great. Bouldering's great. Ah, let's go outside. Let's go outside and boulder. It's such a nice day. Let's go out there. Let's go out there. Let's go on a mountain. Let's go on a mountain. Yeah, let's go up a mountain. You like a mountain? Don't worry. It's, a, it's like a, it's like an incline. It's not straight up. Oh, wait. Oops. We got here. It's straight up. I forgot the rope. We're free soloing. Ha <laughs> ha. Come on. Meet you at the top. Ah! That's the life cycle. No. No? No. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. No. All right. All right. I, I mean, I did just free solo the first flat iron in Colorado with my brother, which was really fun. Oh, see? Wow. Was I wrong? Was I wrong? <laughs> That's how it goes for all of them. That's how it goes for every single one of them. They'll get you. Listen, I, I've been climbing since I was in diapers. That's it's... what it is. That's what you do. No, but climbing is such... It Mark did... Say it. It's very accessible. There are mm -hmm. climbing gyms everywhere. You literally don't need somebody to go with. You can go to a bouldering gym and climb. It's very self-explanatory. And even if it isn't, they're very accepting people. We talked about it in uh, the podcast episode with Alex Honnold about how like supportive and welcoming climbing the climbing community is mm -hmm. to the point to where like they'll give you stuff. Yeah. Like if you don't have it or you forget something, it's like oh you can have some of my water. Oh you can you can use this. But it's it's fascinating. Uh, the world of climbing is. So open, like most of this that we're talking about, the competitive climbing is done indoors, mm -hmm. but you can just go out and find a rock face near you. You can find a rock that you just want to climb onto that you can jump on. That's how most people get started in climbing. Trees. Like that's what I did. Yeah. You just, as a kid, you want to climb because it's like, it's in our nature to climb. And then you, then you grow up and you get heavier and you can't climb as good. And so it's sad because you'll never be as good as you were as a kid. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things but at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. Side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
What was the what was the most difficult climb you you got to before you stopped climbing, Mark? I got to like a V five, basically in bouldering. That's um like a third of the way up to what they go to, and it's like it's logarithmic. So when it gets to like past a V five, you're upside down. You got you're pinching with two fingers, going. You got like a V eight or nine. You're just going. Oh, God. oh no, there's no rocks here. Oh well, and your hands just stick to the wall, and you're like, yeah. That's uh, that's eventually you'll work up to there, yeah. What what about in top rope? Top rope? I I mean I haven't done too much of that. It's only a, stuff with an audible a. So maybe like a, a what is it like a what's the rating system? I forget. It's five and then a number. So like I I just did a five ten um, when I was in Virginia. That'd probably be about what I did then. I did a five twenty. Those don't exist. <laughs> they do now. <laughs> the best I've ever hit. Mark was a 511B. 511B. What a stupid numbering system. Who came up with that? I I don't know. I don't know. But I understand, like, the top rope ratings more than I understand bouldering ratings. Mm. But, like, there's fascinating, like, language that comes with climbing we won't get into. But climbing is fundamentally fun, and it's self-fulfilling. Yeah. You don't have to compete against anybody else. You're competing against you from the past and improving. Every time you climb, you get better. Yeah. And going with somebody who hasn't climbed or is afraid of heights or stuff is mm. the most motivating thing for me. I love going climbing with somebody and just being like seeing them accomplish something and be like, yeah. See, see, this is the thing. This is the thing. <laughs> you have that person in your life, everyone listening and watching out there, that is just waiting for a chance for you to say the word rock and you to say like climb. It doesn't have to be together in any way. They'll just perk up like the prowler noise. will, And then they'll make their way towards you. But it's fun. It is fun. Very fun. I w- you want to start doing it weekly with me? I'm busy. I'm busy. I want, I want to go. I want to go once a week. Busy. Every week. I'm busy. After though, I do. I should. Like that would be nice if we could actually go a gym that has nice like top rope, which the one um like in does. Uh, so they have they have pretty nice top rope and lead climbing area. It's very large, bigger than was. So. Oh, nice. I'll have to. I was looking up gyms and trying to find which ones had top rope, and the only one that I saw over there was like just bouldering. So I'd I'd have to check it out. There's a. It's relatively new as of the last time that I went, which was maybe like a half a year, almost a year ago now. Um, but it's very nice. Cool. I'll keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the climbing primer. Anything you want to add about rock climbing other than the cultish nature of it and the fact that yeah, there's something Yeah, get on? ready for uh, dome chroming. Uh, that's the next... Uh, <laughs> that's, the next that's where you got silver spray paint and you, you go to the top of half dome. Ooh. <laughs> Actually, I want to do the half dome hike. You want dome chrome? You want to go dome chroming? Yeah, let's do... Let's go dome chrome. <laughs> Wait. Should we recruit Wade? He loves exercise. He loves physical activity. That guy, man, just, oh, fitness. (laughs) Well, actually, he was getting in shape a little bit there. I can't can't shit on him too much. Then he, I probably stopped, but. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's going to be the end of this episode. If you want to go see more of us or see some clips from the podcast, you can check out the YouTube channel. But you can check out our YouTube channels. Mark's over at Mark Flyer. I'm over at whatever the hell my YouTube is anymore. Uh, 
And uh, you can uh, get some sweet merch to support the podcast as well. Are you talking about the GMFST Foam Finger Bundle? Yeah, the Infinity Finger Finger deal we're still working on the the foam finger finger that's in r&d it's a very technical process the amount of foam that we need to concentrate in such a tiny area to adapt our tolerances is it would blow your mind we got to make sure it fits perfectly on the other finger's finger perfect exactly and none of the other fingers yeah only the one finger because only you can finger sports Store.gmfsc.com. Use code FINGER at checkout for your finger good time. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, any, I, I, I think people should just do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know why they're still here. They should be at store.gmfsc.com. Yeah, what? What's going on? Bye. Bye. <laughs>